Welcome back to the ball, season two. We were off for a bit there. Did a little Euros, and now the league is back. Brian, you get up to anything fun during during the ball break there? No, I've just been keeping it low key. But I it, I've been sitting on the edge of my seat with all these transfers coming through. Ooh, it was it was a crazy crazy window. This is the perfect time to be podcasting right now after mm-hmm. this transfer 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 window. So let's hop into it straight into the news. Uh, it's obviously going to be mostly transfer news. So let's start off with all the big moves Arsenal made this summer. Or? <laughs> <laughs> Udegaard, if that counts, but he was there last season. Uh, PSG, obviously. So PSG did Donnarumma, it, it, Italian goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a good showing in, in the Euros. And Wijnaldum, still your Liverpool midfielder there. He broke my heart. Yep, yep, yep. And then Ramos uh, took my captain away. So I was kind of bitter about that. And then... Hakimi. Hakimi, Hakimi, yep. I think it was like 40, 43 million from... Uh, it was Inter, right? I believe so. Yep. That was his last destination. Yeah. Yep, from Inter. And I think that's all the moves PSG made. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, Is nothing, it good? yeah. nothing else, nothing else. Oh, they got uh, Messi. Messi. Messi came from Barcelona. Lionel? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, number 10? No yeah. way, hey. Yeah, and I think he's wearing 30 now. Uh, 33, 30 something. Um, but that move, right? You thought Messi would, I thought Messi would come back to Barcelona just business as usual. And then uh, Barcelona just happens to be one of the worst financially managed clubs in the world. And they can't afford their best player anymore. So free transfer. They didn't even, didn't even get nothing in return for Messi. Uh, you think that's going to, that's going to put them in contention or in contention? You think they're a lock? To win the Champions League with that Mbappe and Neymar. Yeah, I was, I was about to say they were in contention last season before they made any of these moves. Yeah, that, yeah, I stopped myself. Yeah, I, I, I'm hesitant to say lock. Uh, you know, there's a lot of fragile players in that lineup still between Neymar and Mbappe. And let me tell you, a whole lot of egos too. Let's see how they gel. Let's see what they float. But they, they have more than enough talent to win this Champions League. And it's going to be a complete disappointment if they don't. With those three up top, which I'm assuming they'll do, uh, it's a bit concerning defensively. Right, especially now you've got those attacking wing backs and uh, more and more attacking midfielders. So that's going to be interesting to see what, how they handle that defensively, especially in the Champions League when you're playing these uh, great teams, great attacking teams. That's uh, that's going to be interesting to see how they how they handle that. And Man U, so Man U did uh, Varane. Now they've got that Varane and um, Maguire combination there in the middle or in the back and then they did Sancho Sancho came in and then when you thought it was over who came in man who came in that big man Ronaldo comes in and that Ronaldo transfer at first people thought he was going to City I thought it was a done deal to City and then that's what the rumor mill was saying yeah yeah uh, apparently Sir Alex got involved and whenever he gets involved apparently it's a uh, he's very persuasive he rarely does that man not get what he wants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, now they've got Sancho, uh, Ronaldo, uh, Martial, Rashford. <laughs> what, what happened to Martial, man? I have not heard of Martial, and I've only seen him on the bench every now and then. 
on TV. Man, he's, he's, his form hasn't been there. They even got that, uh, what's that, fast Scottish kid, uh, oh, James. Danny, Danny James. Even he's uh, surpassed him on the depth chart. It's, uh, they sent him off to Leeds like, a couple of days ago. Now he's a Leeds player. And James? Daniel James is gone. Well, he's gone. I'll be darned. Yeah, okay. yep. And uh, so let's, let's, let's see what happens. But again, Manu didn't fix their midfield problem. Uh, that number six insurance is still not there with Fred and McTominay. But now I've been, uh, the first couple of games, Pogba's been slipping in there. They've been doing that Pogba, Fernandez, and uh, Fred there. So let's see if they keep doing that. I, I still think that uh, Fred's not the ticket there for him. But I, I think if you get enough help around you, uh, you can hide any weak spot. So let's go to Liverpool. Um, you're probably the best man to talk to about this. You didn't do you didn't do much this y- transfer season. Yeah, we we were quiet. We we made some sales, um, which was good. You know, we, sh- we sent Shakiri off. We sent uh, a couple of other guys that we had on loan. We sent permanently, so that opened up mm-hmm. some gap. You know, we weren't focused on the transfers. We we're focused on signing our core back. Okay, um, we're healthy. looking on getting Salah a deal. Um, Virgil Van Dijk got a deal. Um, we're really solidifying our core. Um, and we did pick up Ibrahim Kanate, um, one of the top young center backs from the Bundesliga. It was pretty expensive. I think I saw like maybe in the 40s or something. Yeah, I think it was in the 30 million mark. Okay. Um, but, you know, he's going to be a, a real solid backup behind Matip and Virgil van Dijk. Um, so we're going to see how that plays out. Um, you know, I think our downfall of dropping a third last season was because we weren't healthy. We're healthy. We're back and ready. Um, I think we're ready to make a statement. Do, do you think... Uh Van Dyke comes in and takes, comes right back in, being one of the best center backs in the world. I think he proved it this weekend, but yeah. we'll talk more about that this later. Okay, okay. Now, Madrid, the biggest news, obviously, is losing uh, Sergio Ramos, and we did bring in a up-and-coming uh, French midfielder um, for, I think it was upwards in the 30s or something, but he's real young. I feel like we're, we're looking to get transitioned off here with uh, Luka Modric and Kavaminga. Yep, yep, Kavaminga. I could I could not remember his name, <laughs> but uh, I honestly haven't seen him play at all. So I'm just hoping he's really really good. <laughs> you know, he's impressed a couple times um, in League One. I know he got hi- uh, headlines when he got man of the match in their big win against PSG during the league. Um, he's a talent. Uh, if I believe he was born in Caban, been through refugee camps before he ended mm-hmm. up in France. Um, he's hungry and you know that's really what Madrid needs with that midfield aging so much they need some fresh uh, fresh legs in there that's exactly what they got definitely definitely and the other Spanish giant uh, Barcelona again didn't really bring in any big big names Uh, I guess Memphis Depay if you'd consider him a big name Uh, Sergio Aguero and Sergio Aguero and PK Sergio Busquets all these guys are all uh, taking pay cuts Jordi Alba too man I'd I don't believe in that. I feel like, I feel like you should leave when that happens because that's 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 the club's uh, responsibility to make sure everything is stable and make sure they're paying their players. Um, but I guess hats off to them for for doing that. But uh, I I would have left. I, I would have took the check. They're clearing so, space too. You know they got rid of uh, Griezmann. He's on loan to Atletico this season with an option to buy. Oh, it's a loan deal. No, no, I no believe sign? so. Okay, okay. This uh, this financial situation Barcelona has them in is it's scary. Yeah, it really is. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on a bit of that in, in the writers' corner, and Chelsea. So the biggest one, Romelu Lukaku, 
23 goals, 10 assists last season in Serie A. And he's coming back uh, to Chelsea. You know, remember first stint, I think he went out on loan to Everton. Where they might have sold him and then they brought him back and then sent him over to Inter. But at the, his time in Italy, I think he matured him a lot. Uh, especially uh, the way he's been playing with the national team. I feel like he's, he's very comfortable now with his body and... Also, his technique has improved uh, a, a ton from from the last time he was at Chelsea. Uh, you think you think that's going to be he's going to be a difference maker? I think last season they did uh, finish third. Man U got better, and City got better with Grealish. So, well, uh, you'd say Chelsea the one weak spot was not having an out and out scorer. You know, they mm-hmm. brought in Timo Werner, expecting him to fill that role, but he was largely a disappointment, um, not being able to get that finishing touch. Um, you know, with guys like Mason Mount and Kai Havertz. And Georgina spraying balls around. Who, who better to be on the end of it than Lukaku? That's true. That's true. It's going to be a competitive uh, season for sure. And you know, we're three games, three games in so far. Everybody's everybody's got three games uh, played. Uh, Tottenham is top of the table. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? They've got nine points. Uh, second is West Ham, United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Everton, all tied for second uh, with seven points. And bottom of the table, you've got Arsenal there with uh, three games, uh, zero goals, and zero points, um, minus nine goal differential. You think? Uh, I think Arteta is coming up here uh, on the end of his time at Arsenal. I'm gonna give it two more games, and he's he's got to get out of there. Yeah, the the Reapers coming for uh, Mr. Arteta. Um, you know, Arsenal without the amount of money going into that club and the expectations it's it's unacceptable so it's real early right only three games in you have any favorites taking this thing you know they weren't in the teams you mentioned uh in second or first place but city's city's got to be the favorite you know that that game against tottenham that one nil loss was a fluke and the two games following they won five nil each time the firepower the depth uh the class and the coaching, you know, they, they, they really are the full package. Um, like we mentioned, they didn't get that out and out nine. But frankly, I like them better in the false line with Foden sitting in there. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I can't argue with that. I also have City, uh, City taking it uh, just because they were so good last season and they, they weren't stagnant. They were very aggressive during this transfer window. And it was almost like they lost the league, how aggressive they were during the transfer window. Um, Grealish coming in, more creativity, and like you said, I don't think they really need that out-and-out striker. Uh, they create enough chances, and they score enough goals uh, from their creativity and that depth that you mentioned. So I've, I've got I've got City I've got City taking it again. Um, De Bruyne hasn't been playing as much. Obviously, they're phasing him in from the Euros, but once they get firing, it's it's gonna it's, it's gonna be scary to see. It's it's gonna be scary to see. We've got for Golden Boot. There's a lot of fun, uh, fun names you can start throwing around with the, the transfers we just mentioned. Um, I, I think my favorite has to be Mr. Lukaku. Okay. Um, who else is? Uh, you know, you have lots of talent, but it's mainly the distribution um, behind them, like Mason Mount, like we mentioned, Kai Havertz. Um, I think he's just going to be sitting in front of that goal and doing making things thing. happen, doing his thing. He's going to play every single game. Um, he has the legs, and, and he's gonna uh, make sure his contract's justified. I, I, I think he's just gonna be banging in goals all season. So I've got I've got Harry Kane 
winning it again. Popped in 23 goals last season. Um, came back. He, he had a little, you know, scuffle with with uh, Daniel Levy there in the summer, wanting to leave. But uh, now he's posted a couple of things on Instagram saying, "I'm committed to the club." And whenever you hear a player say that, <laughs> he said, "He said I'm committed to the club through the summer." Through the summer, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that's a real strong commitment. That's like saying oh. you're telling your girlfriend, "Yeah, I'm committed yeah. till next weekend." Yeah, yeah. He, 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 but he's back in training. And you know he's he's getting after it. I was I, I would have said uh, son, human son if Kane didn't come back, just because no one would be left, and <laughs> and and son is is really good. So uh, I've I've got Kane taking it again. And a, a, Mo Salah was really close. Didn't they share? Did they share it last season? I feel like Salah had. I think Salah was one goal short. One goal short. Yeah, he's, he was at twenty two. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I've I've got Kane taking it again. Unless he gets stolen by uh, City or something, maybe it'll take him time to get adjusted in the new new team. But maybe you don't need as much of an adjustment period if you've got uh, De Bruyne back there and uh, Grealish speeding the <laughs> balls. So I've got them going. So who do you have for uh, PFA Player of the Year? Who's who's going to be the best player in the league this season? Best player in the season. You know, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the player that's probably deserved it the past three years. I, I think Kevin De Bruyne is finally gonna be able to shine. Okay, um, he's he's kind of becoming like that, uh, like the LeBron thing. It's like he's so good, you just kind of go, eh. yeah, you, getting used to it. Every time every time he steps on the pitch, he's the best player in the Premier League. Um, you know, with some of these transfers, you, you might feel less comfortable saying that, but it, he do, he's dominant force, and he's going to make plays. I think his numbers are going to improve, if you can even believe that, um, with the players around him. And, yeah, that's who I, I'd put my money on. You know, that is a good question. Um, I'm going to go De Bruyne, too. Uh, but I think if... If he just does the same thing he's been doing the past couple of seasons, um, he, he, he'll steal it in there. But there's been some sneaky like players, you know. I feel like uh, the past couple of seasons, who won it last season? Was it N'Golo Kante? Or, uh, I think it had to have been Harry Kane. Harry, Harry Kane? Okay. Harry, yeah, Harry Kane is also a good one. Honestly, that one, I'll just say... I don't know. I don't know. I'll just pick it back off yours and say De Bruyne. <laughs> I'll say De Bruyne too. That's a that's a good pick right there. Uh, I'm going with De Bruyne. Or was too. it Bruno Fernandez last year? I, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll double check. But um, so the big game that happened this weekend, uh, Liverpool Chelsea. I actually woke up and watched this one. I mean, I watch all the games. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the ball the ball watches every single game. Uh, this one was, I think it was like a nice one. It was like an 8.30 or something, like an 8. Yeah, so, lovely. Uh, yeah, I was up, I was up at that time. 1-1, um, Liverpool came out in a 4-3-3. Chelsea came in a 3-4-2-1. Uh, your main man was back. Van Dijk, Matip, Alexander-Arnold, Robinson out there on the left. You've got Henderson, Fabinho, and Elliot. Surprise start there? A little bit of a surprise start. I don't think he's going to fit into our best 11 um, once we get that midfield fully healthy. Um, but, you know, he's a, he's a young star. He's 18. He's only going to keep getting better, and mm-hmm. he's exciting. He really is. And you, you guys went classic up top. Mane, Firmino, Salah. Uh, Jota came on, I think, 
Um, at halftime. At halftime. Yeah. Was that an injury? Or yeah, I don't think we ever got style, the style. The system wasn't working. Yeah, I don't know if we got the final verdict on what happened to Firmino. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very quiet in that first half. Um, but you, uh, generally, Klopp would give him at least 10, 15 minutes to see if he could get something yeah. going. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm still, I still have my doubts about Firmino because he's, he is a forward, but then he drops in. But then in my mind, I still consider him a number nine. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. it, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky for him. Uh, Chelsea, they three four two one. Obviously, going to be uh, very good uh, defensively, which. Uh, Played a played a big role in this game, but they had Aspilicueta, Christensen, and Rudigard playing the, the three in the back. Uh, James, Conte, Jorginho, Alonso out there on the left. Mason Mount, Kai Havertz, who's really coming to his own. I'm I'm really impressed with uh, how how well he's he's been playing lately, and he's a lock. He's a lock there in, in, in that start in the starting lineup. Um, and then Lukaku up top, uh, kind of taking over for uh, Timo Werner and uh, had Mendy in goal who was uh, the highest rated player uh, in the game and so yeah the game the game started pretty good you know very attack minded uh, Havertz with with a nice little uh, header there it was a perfect header nothing uh, that not, could be done yeah nothing nothing you can nothing you can do with that and then the game kind of uh, changed once uh, James picked up that uh, red card and the, the game changed prior to that you know th- for that 10 to 15 minutes leading up to the the big red card the big moment of the game you know Liverpool was dominating with mm-hmm. chances in possession um, but, you, but you're right that was the the, the key moment of the game well, once once that happened I was thinking okay um, will Liverpool break it basically just ask the question for this whole entire second half 10 versus 11 can you break us down? And you're asking that question against a Chelsea team who's very disciplined in the back, and Tucho is one of the best defensive coach managers uh, in the world. And uh, talk me through it. Nothing really. You guys were knocking on the door. Got a nice penalty, but yeah, Liverpool had all the momentum in the world. Um, you know, like I mentioned, starting before the red card even occurred, and I expected them to really roll through Chelsea in that second half and just break them down with constant pressure. We brought in Jota in, who's, you know, a more clear number nine. And, you know, we did put the pressure on them. We forced them to to stop us, and they did. You know, like you mentioned, they're the best team in the league in those moments. And Mendy was incredible. You think he uh, oh, yeah. had more saves in this game than he's had in his entire Premier League career. Does that concern you a little bit, that you weren't able to break them down? Although, yes, they are very good defensively. And, you no, know, I was disappointed. I was yeah. very disappointed. Um, concerned? No. I think uh, we're going to learn from this game. But I think there was some high points for Liverpool. Um, seeing Virgil van Dijk back um, looked in great form. And Matip matched him as well. Um, you know, Lukaku was the big threat, and they completely shut him down. He really did not create anything for Chelsea the entire game. Matip was really good. Matip was really good. Now... Let's hop into the writer's corner. Uh, it's been a while since we've done this segment, but we're back. And in the writer's corner today, we're going to be talking the Madrid slash the Liga uh, missing out on Mbappe. Uh, Madrid was trying left and right to lock this guy down. And once you start looking into it uh, a little deeper, you, you start seeing that this transfer was not only big for Madrid, but it would... It, 
it was going to be big for the league and also Barcelona in a way because if you start thinking about those El Clasicos um, if you go back I was I was watching the it was 2016-17 El Clasico and man that lineup was ridiculous you had the world's biggest players and it's it, it's a crowd pleaser right all eyes are, are on El Clasico when that happens so October 24th you guys mark that mark that date down on your calendars October 24th there's, there'll be a El, the first El Clasico this season and then Man U is going to be playing Liverpool mm-hmm and then PSG will also be playing Marseille. That's one of the biggest ga- games in, in, in League One. So, I don't know about you. I know what I'll be watching. I'll probably be watching that. I'll probably be watching that Man U Liverpool. Honestly, I I don't tune in for, for, for League One. I, it, I watch PSG in the Champions League, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, maybe, maybe at, plus if that game is going on the same time as that Man U Liverpool, I'm not missing Ronaldo. Hopefully it's at Anfield. Hopefully. I'm not. I'm not missing that. So, all those three games coming on. I. I think if you did a poll, uh, you have a few people saying they'll skip out on Man U versus Liverpool or PSG versus Marseille to watch Memphis Depay, uh, Karim Benzema, <laughs> <laughs> Karim Benzema, uh, and uh, like a broken Hazard if he's playing. You know, the academy graduates. Yeah, the academy graduates. It's like you know, people are not going to be watching that game. So. That's a that's a that's going to be a big problem for the, the Liga and you know who else it's going to be a problem for? Who? ESPN. Oh yeah, Th- yeah they signed that deal and now <laughs> all the stars left, right? So the Liga has been dominating for the past two decades, from 2006 to 2018, Madrid and Barcelona won eight of the thirteen Champions Leagues, and in 2012. El Clasico had 500 million viewers, 500 million, right? From 2009-2019, completely all the Liga Ballon d'Or winners. So that's like complete domination on the world's biggest stage, right? If you go to the FIFA World 11, Barca and Madrid have 100 picks since it started. I think it's back in 2005. Second place, Juventus, right? And that's that's combined uh, Barca and Madrid. Uh, 100 picks, second place in Juventus, 14. So, after all this domination, now you have Messi leaving the face of Barcelona. You've got Ramos leaving, who was the face of Madrid after uh, Ronaldo left. And you, all those players are almost, you can't separate them from their clubs, right? For how, how, how many years were we talking about Messi, Barcelona, uh, Ramos, and, and Madrid, especially when they faced off in the Clasicos? But they both leave on free transfers, you know. So, what does Barcelona do? They bring in uh, Memphis Depay and this writer called Memphis Depay the COVID market <laughs> version of Kylian Mbappe, which oh, I thought was hilarious. After that, 26,000 uh, Barcelona fans did not renew their season tickets, costing Barcelona 40 million euros. Oh. So, you can see why uh, Madrid was needing Mbappe to bringing the eyes back to the Liga. Uh, a good way of seeing uh, I guess where the eyes are is Instagram, right? So if, if we go down uh, how many followers that the, 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 the biggest stars in the world have, let's go up from who has the most and I guess who has the least when we're talking top, top players. Ronaldo, number one, sitting at 336 million. 
followers. Now he's uh, p- playing in the Premier League. Messi, 276 million, playing in League One. Neymar, 159 million, also playing in League One. Mbappe is at 57 million, also playing in League One. So, no La Liga in there, right? You've got Suarez and Benzema at 42 million. And, yeah, they're, they're, they're not really catching people's eyes, right? Benzema has that art captain's band on him, but he's he, he's not really getting after it. And, like, no one's tuning in to watch Benzema. If I'll tune in to watch Benzema in France, but I'm not tuning in to watch Benzema, just Benzema, right? Mm-hmm. Griezmann's at 34. And Madrid's poster boy with all that marketing machine behind him. Uh, Vinicius Jr. sitting at 11.6. <laughs> So you can see why uh, Madrid needed a big star. The league needed a big star. And it's all to maintain image in football. Uh, that's, that's what these clubs sell, you know, the prestige. If you uh, go to a Madrid game or a Barcelona game, they've got that image of being the best in the world. And if Madrid could steal Mbappe away from PSG after... Messi going there and also Neymar going there then Madrid can be like hey we're still one of the best teams in the world um, we just got arguably one of the best players in the world and he's giving up a chance to play with Messi and Neymar uh, and he still came to Madrid and uh, the offers came, were all the way up to 220 million euros and PSG was still like no we're not doing it we're not doing it but see what's crazier uh, the PSG not taking that and possibly having to give him up for free next year or Real Madrid being able to lay down all that money. <laughs> I think I think it's Madrid being able to lay down all that money because they're already financially constrained and mm-hmm. they're just like please they're begging they're so desperate to get this to get this guy and with good reason too you know he's he's going to be a crowd pleaser. But um yeah I still think the transfer goes through next season, uh, depending on if if PSG win the Champions League and the tr- they treble. I, I I think you run it back. I think you run it back. I think Mbappe wants to be number one, though. <sighs> yeah, we're gonna see what he wants. If he he wants to be that main man, or does he want to collect those trophies? You know, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good question. So, upcoming games in the Premier League right now, it's the international break. Everyone's off doing, what is this, World Cup qualifying already? Correct. Man, they, 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 don't, they don't stop. Right? No. These, these guys are balling left and right, you know, day and night. <laughs> upcoming games, we've got Man U, Newcastle. Yeah. Only, only, only because of Ronaldo making his debut. Mm-hmm. Right. Any other, any, any other day, I would... Maybe yeah, I would be watching that game, but now I will make sure to watch that game. That's happening on Saturday, uh, September eleventh, uh, seven a.m. Predictions? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm not. I can't say I rate Newcastle too high. I think uh, Man U's gonna yeah. walk out of there with a win. Okay, okay, and then other games to look after is Leeds versus Liverpool. That's going down on Sunday, September 12th at 8.30 a.m. Nice, nice time. No excuse for all you ball listeners out there to not watch that game. Um, predictions? Yeah, it's going to be a 3-0 Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got 